you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. If you're ever stopped at a railway crossing and the signals are flashing and you don't see the train or it looks like it's moving slow and you're thinking maybe you could get across the tracks before the train comes, think about this. In 2018 alone, 270 people were killed at railroad crossings. 270. So stop because trains can't. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It's me, your man, MG, Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano and Graham Barfield. And, uh, well, happy May. This is our first May show. Our, la- our last one was end of April, just after the draft. It's true. This is like the time when all the NFL types start going on vacations. Uh-huh. You get your, your time off over the next two or three months because uh, before we know it, it is going That's to end crazy. up going like, you know, zero to a thousand miles an hour real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but this is my favorite time of the year, just personally, just because there's nothing going on. And right. finally, like a little bit of a dead zone after the draft. It's yep. nice to get some downtime here. Yeah. But, but then, so now, like, my allergies are killing me. So, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and Matthew's been sick. And so, but it is what it is. I mean, that life. So, weird home remedy. I don't know if this really works or not. But apparently, if you get local honey, like if you go to like a farmer's market and buy honey, okay. Uh, and just like, you know, mix it in tea or whatever put it on your muffins or whatever um apparently that helps with allergies okay. i've heard about that because the i guess well, the, we have a farmer's market in pv so i'm gonna yeah, yeah. Go do that. i guess you know because the bees are, are you know using the local flowers and the right. local pollens mm-hmm. and so uh there so uh take that everybody listen dr grant take that for uh you know anybody out there suffering from allergies try it and uh, if it actually works let me know because uh i'm not, <laughs> not really sure about that uh it is may so we got some kind of fun, silly things to talk about. Uh, we'll definitely talk Game of Thrones because, you know, that's what's going to happen. Um, but uh, just some, you know, we got some what's more believable, uh, some questions that I think, you know, based on some recent NFL headlines that, uh, you know, uh, maybe or maybe not have some merit to them because th- this is the silly season for the National Football League. So we'll talk about that and, uh, you know, some other things as well. I, I do want to point and laugh at the Bears because their kicker situation has been ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just been silly. So I, I do want to point and laugh at that at some point later in the show. You know, I got yesterday I was driving back up from Torrance. And if you if you go up the 405 and then you go 105 mm-hmm. going towards the beach. Right. You have a perfect view of the new stadium. So yeah. I was kind of getting fired up about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, have you gone up there? I have not, but I've seen pictures in the complex. It's unbelievable. I've driven, well, I've driven past it a few times because, random aside, uh, my girlfriend and I have found a really small hole-in-the-wall Jamaican food place that's, like, across the street from there. So, oh, nice. So, like, nice. Like, it's, once, like, crazy. We're going to be, like, working from there in a couple of years. Yeah, like, once a week, we're, like, over there, you know, getting, you know, jerk chicken and stuff. So it's great. <laughs> um, uh, before we get too far into the show, though, as always, want to go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, Senior Edward 
L. Murphy Esquire. Murphy, you're not wearing a hat today. Uh, no, the hair is done. And uh, less about my appearance, more about your appearance. That, that shirt, man. Oh, uh, yeah, man. For those who can't see it, yeah, it's the, I, the that's Arya awesome. Stark, yeah. Michael Jordan shirt with her doing the, the, yeah, the, the famous pose. Shout out the, to the guys at Roto World for putting yeah, this out, man. With, or Roto Wear, I should say. With Cat's paw in her hand before she does the deed versus yeah, the, the Night King. That I, is I, the I feel like I feel like today, uh, Edward and I might get into it a little bit. Uh-oh. About Game of Thrones. Okay, we'll have to... We'll, we'll, that's a tease for the end of the that's show. A, I was going to say, that's a very good tease. That's, right a, that's a tease for the end of the show. You have me intrigued. And, and we had a little fun on Twitter. <laughs> did, I, yeah. You want to talk about the geekiest Twitter conversation in the history of geeky Twitter conversations. Uh, Darth Vader versus Thanos. And that, to win. Oh, that's a great one. I mean, I, I've been loving the Twitter, like the, the discourse. Like people mostly complain about Twitter. Everyone's too mean. But like I enjoy my followers who like to actually contribute. And then our like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday recap tweets between me and you, Fabs. Those are always fun. Uh, so, I mean, uh, strangely enough for me, Twitter, at least recently, has been OK and not too mean. So that's I'm happy with that. I, I mean, you're a good looking guy. So, I mean, you have a girlfriend, <laughs> attractive girlfriend. So you can get away with this geeky stuff for me. I mean, you know, I have a girlfriend, too, for a long time, but, you know, I'm at threat. She might leave me after she reads some of that stuff. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I'm dating this dork. We're keeping Darth it. Vader is stronger than Thanos. Uh, what? No, no, no. We're doing it right. We're keeping Twitter light. We're keeping Twitter fun. We're doing right. a good thing. Okay, yeah. especially, again, especially in this this NFL dead zone that exactly. we're kind of in right now. <laughs> I think that definitely well, I'm actually watching every Daniel Jones rookie minicamp snap, but I guess oh, you guys. You're watching oh. all the dump offs oh, to his running backs? To the, to the fullback. Yeah. yeah you, want, you want to smile, buddy? Watch the Yankees right now. Yeah, yeah I know, right? The Dude. AAA Yankees keep winning. Dude, man, like. I, I, if you need help, if you need somebody to hang out with, man, just let me know. I, I, don't, I don't want you to do this with it's your a, life. It's a sickness. <laughs> please, please don't do this to your life. It's a sickness. All right. So uh, after all that, that's a whole lot of fun. Um, look, it's been like a, a little more than a week since we last did a show. It was last Monday. We did the early one right after the draft. So there's some things that have happened. None of them are all that really you know, pressing because, as I said, it is May. But in the meantime, let's do some old news. <laughs> The news. All right, a couple of, uh, of things that happened in the last week, week and a half that I think were worth mentioning. Both of them are retirements, guys that we have long since counted on in fantasy football who are now gone. Uh, Jamal Charles signed a one-day contract. He retires as a Kansas City Chief. Sebastian Janikowski calling it quits uh, after 19 NFL seasons. Kicker that was drafted in the first round by the Raiders. Remember that? The Raiders drafted him in the first round. Everybody sort of laughed. And Out of Florida State. And it, it ended up being a really good pick for them for a really long yeah, time. Um, but now we just, I, I feel like Maybe we should do this for later on in the uh, in the offseason. We should do like one of those in memoriam things like they have at the Oscars, because so far this offseason, we've lost Char- Jamal Charles, uh, Sebastian Janikowski, Rob-, Rob Gronkowski, most likely Marshawn Lynch. I don't think he's made it official yet, but they're not like dead. Jordy Nelson, Jonathan Stewart, Jeremy Macklin. Like the, the, for our purposes, they're they're <laughs> gone. They're they're no longer with us. Like we need some like you know soft string music and like you know uh, sepia toned highlights of them, right? <laughs> should, should we like you know do like they did in Game of Thrones and get some images of them like laying down on these like you know on these branches right? and then we can light them up? We light we light we light Is that you know? it. Like, I don't know. We shed a tear. Something right? But it did make me think, right? So like this this group of guys, right? With with Seabass, Jamal Charles, Gronk, Marshawn, Jordy, Jonathan Stewart, Jeremy Macklin, right? Which ones of these guys, if we were to have a fantasy scoring Hall of Fame or a fantasy scoring Ring of Honor, um, Gronk's in, right? I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Yep. Uh, Jamal Charles certainly Absolutely. in. Yep. Um, I mean, Seabass is in, right? Because, I mean, as, as far as kickers go. See, I, okay, so here's the question, right? Because kickers and punters in the actual NFL Hall of Fame have had a really hard time getting mm-hmm. in. We have, what, one punter, I think? Ray Guy, I think, is the only punter. We only have a handful of kickers. Uh, would Seabass make it into our fantasy scoring Hall of Fame? Is it based just totally on longevity? I mean, because he, he has. If it's, if it's on longevity, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, because he's, he's been a part of our lives for so long. But, I mean, for me, I mean. I, I uh, personally don't uh, think kickers matter. <laughs> no, see, like, so no, no, I'm, I think kickers do matter. But I mean, if we had a fantasy football hall of fame, you know, how, like I feel like the kickers that belong in that are, you know, like the Adam Vinatieri's. Vinatieri's and, like, and Guskowski's you know, probably making I mean, a name for himself. I, I mean, that just wasn't enough good offenses. I don't feel like. So yeah, I mean, the, he had a lot of years where he wasn't he wasn't really all that fantasy relevant. So okay. Um, because it made me, I, I thought about this going down the list, right? Like, so Jordy Nelson, 
Like in in terms of the actual Hall of Fame, probably not. He's right? definitely in the fantasy Hall of Fame. He's 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 the whole. He, he only had like like what three or four thousand yard seasons. Like well, that's what I went and looked. He wasn't he wasn't like all that great. He had a run. Like, of he like had a really good years. run, but like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but that run that he did have, the run that he had with Rodgers from 2010, 2011 to like pretty much the time he left as a Packer was phenomenal. So he had he had a thousand yard season in 2011. And uh, got hurt. Then he had three straight from uh, 2013 to 2016, and averaged double digit touchdowns. But I mean, is is four awesome seasons enough to get you in the Hall of Fame in fantasy football? I don't know. Four. So this is what I was thinking because I, I thought the same thing with Jonathan Stewart too, right? Who had a very good career, but was always sort of paired up with D'Angelo Williams there for a long yep. time in Carolina, and and neither one really could ever be the lead back because they were always sort of sharing. Um, but it did make me think, and I feel like this is the thing we can do in the offseason and put it out to Twitter and Instagram or whatever and our followers and kind of like, let's let's crowdsource this thing. Because I feel like we need to create some sort of fantasy like ring of honor, right? Like, And I mean, there are obviously guys in the past that we know for sure will make it in, you know, the Jerry Rices of the world, the Barry Sanders, LaDainian Tomlinson's, those guys certainly make it in. But like going forward, I feel like we need to, and this is the time of year to do it because what else do we have to do around here? Um... Like we, and I don't know, I, I'm still like, I'm kind of talking out loud and thinking this through, but I mean, is this something you guys are down? Like we, we should create a fantasy ring of honor. This would be fun too for like random waiver wire players that like were only relevant in our lives for like a couple weeks, but they Sam Con Gatto. Jonas Gray gets ring like, a, of honor. Like, you know, he gets a, a, a honorable mention or something. Yeah. I was just thinking of obscure players that have like gone off in like weeks one and two and then just gone on to do nothing mm-hmm. the rest of the season. I mean, I mean, right now, Carlos Hyde is like a week one Hall of Famer. I mean, that guy, like in his career, his week ones have been phenomenal. And then he just sort of tails off the rest of the year. But um so I am. I'm going to work on this, right? I'm going to come up like, and, and maybe every week or every couple of weeks, we all bring somebody to the table that we nominate, and then like we'll put it out on Twitter, right? We'll put a vote, do a poll, and like, hey, uh, you know, is this somebody? Does this person belong in our Ring of Honor? So, so let me give you. Uh, do you remember Herman Moore? I do. I do. Yeah. Is he a Hall of Famer? <sighs> yeah. See, this nah. is tough. No, he's not. And he's, remember- he basically had the same. He had four good seasons, just like Jordy. Yeah, but the difference is Jordy was the receiver. Two or three in three of those four seasons. I mean, he was a top. Yeah, three but, but Herman Moore had one season, I think, where yeah. he was like top three, if not number one. But I'd say, well, I mean, and again, and, and now we start comparing eras because, you know, the era of uh, Herman Moore, they didn't throw the ball quite as much as they did, you know, when Jordy was kind of having his heyday. The league had kind of transformed. I mean, Herman Moore played on teams with Barry Sanders, where he was the focal point of the offense, and he still put up numbers. Um, I'm also old enough to remember Herman Moore at Virginia, so. So am I. <laughs> but Her- Herman Morris quarterback that year. Come on. What, Scott Mitchell? Scott freaking Mitchell. Who uh who was supposed to be like the savior of Detroit after having like what? One good year in Miami? Uh yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Right? Pretty much, so and it didn't work out. He had one big fantasy season. That was it. That was kind of yeah. it. And that was it. So all right, so here we go. We are we are going to do this. I have just decided because you know it's May and we you know we got to fill time. But how dare you make executive? I am making an executive decision here. Um, we are going to uh, I don't know. We'll figure this out. Whether we open up the nomination process to you all out there on social media, whether or not we just do it ourselves and have you guys vote, whatever. We're going to do something this off season and make it interactive. And we're going to build. Uh, or start building a fantasy Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor or whatever you guys want to call it. I don't know. We'll come up with some other crazy name of our own for it. But uh, it's going to do something that's going to be fun. Uh, I know that, you know, we'll never, ever get through everybody because, you know, look, the NFL is starting its 100th season. So that means a lot of guys have played. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll never get through all of it. But if we can start putting something together, uh, I think it'll be fun. So there you go. And that uh, is pretty much everything you probably already knew. That was the news. All right. So we are here in the time of year where, you know, we get a lot of smoke screens, right? We've just gone from like rookie camps and you hear all these things about some of these new guys that are doing great or supposed to be, uh, you know, the next big thing or other guys that uh, you know, are, are trying to uh, figure out their, their situation for the year. So I decided to come up with a little game called What's More Believable? 
I got four different categories, uh, and uh, I have a question, and so we can discuss it. We figure out which you think, which of these two scenarios you think is more believable. So, uh, so Fabs, I'll start with you. I, I got okay. four, the four categories. Category one is horse races. Category two, throw up the X. Category three is business ventures, and category four is all I do is win. So you can pick one. Okay. Hmm. Well, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm going to have to go up and throw up the X because that's, you know. Okay. That's Brian. All right. So what's more believable? Mm -hmm. Dark Phoenix uh, starring everyone's favorite, uh, Westerosi. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Sophie Turner, who just got married, like she she got married to like one of the Jonas Brothers at a Vegas wedding chapel with an Elvis impersonator as the pastor. She was also like chugging a glass of wine like at a New York Rangers game. But if you have that much like, money, would you really go to Vegas and get married? Hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dark Phoenix, which recently had some reshoots, the apparently the climactic scene has been changed from being in outer space to being on a train. Okay. Everybody's sort of worried about what this is going to mean for the movie. Will it be a fitting in to the X-Men franchise before Marvel completely takes it over? Mm -hmm. Or will Des Bryant play in the NFL in 2019? Mm. So what do you believe more, that, that Dark Phoenix will actually be good or that Des Bryant will play in the NFL this year? Des is coming off a really serious injury. An Achilles, Achilles tear, which he, you know, he signed with the Saints and basically two days later tore his Achilles. But he did post on Instagram that he's running routes now. Yeah. And his comeback, hopefully, at least according to him, hopefully begins now. So Dez comes back and plays in 2019 or... Or Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix is actually good, which actually comes out in a few weeks, I believe. Does it really? Wow. I I'm going to say Dark Phoenix is actually good. Wow. I like that character. Okay. That's a badass it's, it's character. It's Jean Grey who basically like, morphs into the Dark yes, Phoenix. right. Um, wow. So, you, so you're just... You're... I, but I, I like the X-Men movies. Okay. So, I mean, like, there, I don't think there's one that I've been like disappointed in all right i've liked i've liked just about every one of them so then when marvel inevitably reboots them years from now will you uh will you go see those oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Dude, I, listen man you know uh if, if it's if it's marvel typically i'm going to see it even if it's you know they bring in the x-men franchise i'm still going to go see it as an outside voice on this on this so i know you're not a you're not a big comic book fan i'm not but i understand it marvel is taking over the world i'm fully convinced they're I mean, oh yes at this point they're have you seen avengers i've not have you seen Avengers? I've seen it, yes. You haven't seen it? Okay, we can't talk about well, it. Well, I don't know. The, the Grandpa's telling he's in a hurry to go see it either, so. Mm. Yeah. It's just not for me, but <laughs> no, I, that's I mean, fine. it's for, I mean, it's that's obviously fine. a humongous franchise. Not everything has to be for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so then are we thinking that Dez is done? Is is Have we seen the last I mean, of Dez Bryant in an NFL? It took, it took a lot for Dez to even get signed on with the Saints last season. Yeah. At one point, we didn't know that he was going to be... Uh, playing football and never, he never he never actually got on the gridiron. Right, and he got hurt. Right. Um, as much as I loved him as a cowboy, and as much as uh, I'll always remember the connection he had with Tony Romo and the catch that was a catch that wasn't a catch that should have been a catch that the NFL said is now a catch that could have <laughs> leapt us to the Super Bowl <laughs> in my fantasy world. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, an older wide receiver coming off of that sort of injury. Yeah. With all the talented young wide receivers that just came out in the draft, I mean, who are cheap. I know that the thought was last year that if he was going to go anywhere, the Saints seemed to kind of be a good spot because he didn't have to take on the pressure of being. You know, they had Michael Thomas mm -hmm. and they had other options, so he could have kind of slid in there and at least been a little bit productive. But obviously, the injury kind of derailed that whole. thing. I do wonder if he comes back because DT obviously just came back and he he's coming off his second pop Achilles, right? Um, but Dez is. I mean, does dealt with a foot issue that was clearly slowing him down in Dallas mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah, he's definitely in the fantasy Hall of Fame, by the way. Des, Des, absolutely. Okay, all the touchdowns he scored, absolutely. That's true. He was a touchdown machine. Absolutely, he was a touchdown machine for a while. All right, uh, all right, Graham. So the three letter left: horse races, uh, business ventures, and all I do is win. Give me the business ventures. Business ventures. All right. Uh, let's see. What's more believable, Jay Cutler? Mm -hmm has announced uh, on his show, well, I guess not his show, his wife's show, Very Cavalier, which, by the way, so, aside, I mean, it, it's a thing that I you know, occasionally have to see that's on in my house, and I don't necessarily love it, but I would say watching it has made me love Jay Cutler even more because he seems as disinterested in being on the show as I am in watching it. So, <laughs> so does that mean your girlfriend watches it and you kind of are along for right. the ride? And she doesn't watch it regularly, but it's one of those things where if she's flipping by and it's on, she'll stop and watch a few minutes. And so I, I've seen Cutler on there, and he really just he doesn't care. He just seemed really disinterested. But 
Uh, I guess he made an announcement on the show that he's going to open a butcher shop. It's been an idea that he's been you know, kind of working on for a while, put it on the back burner. Now he and a pal are going to open a butcher shop. So what is more believable? Jay Cutler as a butcher, white apron, you know, cleaver and all, or the Steelers possibly going running back by committee next season? Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler's apron. The Steelers don't go running back. Now I'm just thinking about Jay Cutler wielding a like humongous butcher's knife. Like, right. One of those humongous butcher. Big old, like cleaver and like the, you know. Those big saws that hack, that hack open the cows. That, I mean, Jay Cutler seems like a flight risk for that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he should be able to do that. Has, has those rumors, though, have those rumors sort of derailed your enthusiasm when it comes to Connor? No. I'm still. Taking I mean, Tomlin's always been like yeah. a one running He's back, been a one back type guy. of dude. Yeah, I mean, they, so. even even when it got really dire a couple of years ago in the playoffs, I mean, they played Fitzgerald Toussaint. Yes, like they did. like as a bell cow back in the mm-hmm. playoffs. I mean, I think believe I believe D'Angelo Williams got hurt in that game, and Bell was already hurt. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, this team, the Steelers, they've always always had one running back on the field. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so they've got. I mean, I, I mean, James Connor is obviously the the lead back. Uh, we saw Jalen Samuels, of course. We already and he did the, well, man. The great Jalen Samuels fantasy position awards of last year. Uh, I, for, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> You're welcome. Ugh. And then they draft Benny Snell, who, again, according to some of these training camp smokescreen stories, you know, is is doing good work, and they want him to have a role and whatever. Uh, and I know that the Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert has said that he could envision. Uh, a committee situation, but I guess it's not totally up to him when it's all said and done. I, I It's May. These GMs and coaches kind of make hilarious, I think, playing time mm-hmm. uh, prognostications, and right. this seems to be one of them. Too. <laughs> all right. So, so while wow, Jay Cutler is a butcher, that's uh, a... That, that, what's what's that, the name of the butcher shop? I don't know. Well, Cutler. Cutler, I mean, there's... Cutler. Cut, cuts. Yeah, I, Cutler's Cuts. Sorry. I don't know. Sorry. That, that reminds me of a, of a joke that is, if you have children, it, it's sure to just knock them over laughing because Matthew had this. The joke is, um, what happened to the butcher? Oh, wait, what was it? Not, see, now, now I'm, I'm like trying to like, <laughs> now I'm trying to remember the joke. It was like, um, uh, oh, what happened to the butcher who backed into his meat grinder? Uh-oh. I don't know. He got a little behind in his work. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, but that's kids, a, like for us, a, we're like, that's that stupid, is, but the kids love such it. That's a great dad joke. That's a kids I love, love it. it. I love that right? joke. Yeah, that is a good joke. I'm totally going to remember That's pretty that. good, right? I'm going to totally pretty remember good. that. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's Talk pretty good. I like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. well, I got a little behind in his work. All right. <laughs> um, it even got to chuckle out of Graham and Mark. No, that's great, man. Okay, that's so good. we're down to two categories left. So Fab did is back to you. We've got uh, horse races and all I do is win. Um, horse races because of the Kentucky Derby right. madness. There you go. So what's more believable? Mm-hmm. Maximum security had the horse not been DQ'd uh, at the end of the Kentucky Derby. Because mm-hmm. uh, until then, uh, the, the horse was four for four in races. Looked like it was going to be five for five. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. So if, if it wasn't DQ'd, maximum security could have won the Triple Crown this year. Mm-hmm. Or the Broncos, in their own little horse race, their quarterback search ends with Drew Locke. Ends with Drew Locke, as in Drew Locke is the like starter. He becomes, and maybe not even this year, but at least like he becomes the franchise quarterback, and Drew Locke is is the guy in Denver, say for the next decade. See, uh, neither one of them is would have been very likely because how often <laughs> did triple crowns happen? We did have one a few years ago. I know, but I mean, for the last, most part, that doesn't year, actually, it doesn't happen yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does not. Um, yeah. It does not. But then you're making me put faith in John Elway's decision-making <laughs> at the quarterback position. I guess I'll go Drew Locke. Okay. Yeah. I'll go Drew Locke. Does Drew Locke eventually start this season? Yes. Yeah. I, see, I don't think so. I think so. I th- well, unless Flacco's not like a durable dude anymore. Yeah, and if he plays extremely poorly, which he's very liable to do, <laughs> for sure. But, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I know the Broncos a playoff contender. I mean, their defense is good, but is it? Is they're, that a, enough? they're they're a fake contender. They'll be a fake. <clears throat> so I mean, especially in the AFC, the so AFC halfway is through so the loaded. season, the, the fans are going to be clamoring for Locke. The AFC is loaded, and they're in a, they're in a, a very competitive division on top of it too. I mean, the Chiefs are still going to be very good. The Chargers are a good team. Yeah, um, it's just a, a tough division to get through. The AFC mm-hmm. as a whole. I mean, they, I think the AFC South will. I mean, I know people hate on the Titans and Jaguars every year, but both teams I think are 
wild card type teams. They're going to be better. The they're, Colts they're are going to be good. better. The Colts are very good. Uh, the North mm-hmm. is very good. The East, you know, will be ran by the Patriots, but the Jets are fun. Uh, the AFCs are really tough this year. Right. So, yeah. all right. Okay. So the last one, Graham, is you uh, you get stuck with. All I do is win. So, what's more believable? Reigning Jeopardy champion James Holzhauer, who has just just wrecked the game completely. Broken the game. Just really just broken the game. In fact, I read an article that people were worried that he might bankrupt the show because he is winning so... You know, game shows only have so much in their prize budget that they allocate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, he's winning. This dude's winning like six figures a night, basically. So what's more believable? James Holzhauer gets to 100 wins, keeping in mind that Ken Jennings got to 74, which is the all-time record. He gets to 100 wins or... Kyler Murray starts the season behind Brett Hundley. <laughs> <laughs> Def, definitely the, uh, the the guy's going to keep winning on Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Cliff what? Kingsbury like put that statement out the other day that, oh, hey, you know, it's God. it's not a given that Kyler Murray, st- we still have see, Brett Hundley. See, this is why you don't listen to coaches and GMs. <laughs> or frankly. Definitely not. Frankly, ever. Um, what, How many wins is he up to now? Uh, 22. Oh, he's, got he's, he's got a while. He's got a while. He's going to have to go. But it's just, he's winning money in buckets how, right now. How much money did Ken, Ken Jennings win when he got to seven? Uh, you know what? It wasn't anything near that much because I think he was basically winning like what you consider average pots, you yeah. know, on, on Jeopardy. I, I pulled it up on time. Apparently, they have an article. He won a uh, little over two and a half million dollars, which is still fantastic. Right. It was a little over two and a half million. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and right now, I believe I looked it up. Holtower is already over. He's over a million and a half right now. Um they have a Jeopardy tracker for him. He is at 1.6, almost $1.7 million after 22, uh, 22 wins. And he actually has the week off because I think this is like teacher's week on Jeopardy. So he's, he's kind of, he's got a bye week right now. He's going, he's going to go home and, uh, and study up. Study up. He's on a bye this week uh, until he can get ready. But uh, $1.7 million, won 22 in a row. Uh, and has just... Man. He's just wrecked the game. I mean, he comes out, he starts with the biggest numbers. He doubles up on every daily double. Um, dude's insane. I saw him compare himself to Sean Watson. Yes. Pretty funny on Twitter. I did see that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't understand it, but yeah, whatever. Uh, basically, I think he said that, like, Deshaun Watson can can perform very much in any situation, uh, pretty much any circumstance yeah. you put him in. He can find a way to succeed, and that's that's kind of how he is, too. On Jeopardy. On Jeopardy. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, flexing yeah. zero athletic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got to push that button real quick. Yeah. You know, faster than everybody else. Sure, true. So, sure. whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're so nobody's believing that, that Kyler Murray's going to sit behind no. Brett Hundley. No. <laughs> Do I really have to even? I mean, no. I, mean I will say this because I saw that and I think, I think everybody just sort of laughed. It's just one of those things where you just. Yeah, it was reported because it was a thing that that Cliff Kingsbury said, but I don't know that anybody is actually buying it. Not to it, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so there you go. What's more believable? We'll do a few more of these in the off season because we're gonna have, I'm sure, more. Re- I enjoyed those. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So um, before we get to the Game of Thrones stuff, uh, the Bears, if you haven't been paying attention, have been trying to find a kicker. Uh, yeah, right. I know it happened after Cody Parkey's double doink last year in the playoffs. He was released. Uh, they tried to make a play for Robbie Gold, who said he wanted out of San Francisco, but that fell through. They had an eight man battle royale. I mean, it's like, was it like not one of them hit a 43 yarder or something like that? Something like that. They all struggled to make a 43 yarder, but it was like, you know, it, it was like, you know, if. If, if Vince McMahon had a fever dream for Royal Rumble or something like that, right? Yeah. It was that. Uh, and now they finally made a trade for Eddie Pinero, who I, I saw an Instagram video. He kicked an 80 yarder in practice. Now, again, it's no win <laughs> in the Florida humidity, and it's probably really hot, and there's no fans looking. But right. And as Allen Iverson would say, yeah. practice. Talking about practice. Talking about practice. Man. Still, I was like, wow. But uh, they, they trade for Pinero from the Raiders. <laughs> Uh, it's not quite as blockbuster as the Khalil Mack deal. No. Uh, they get a conditional 2021 seventh round draft pick. I mean, that's less than that's less than like a bag of footballs. Like the Raiders could have just sent over a bag of footballs. Is, is the world really that devoid of like <laughs> good kickers? Imagine telling your parents that, right? Mom, I've been traded to the Bears uh, for a 2021 seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Conditional. Conditional. Conditional yeah. seventh round pick. <laughs> so... I mean, 
Uh, so hopefully this solves their problems. I just think, you know, I, I mean, I know that you know, people don't necessarily get down with kickers. I know that's a whole big, you know, talking point or whatever. But for now, they're still in the game. They, uh, they should have kept Robbie good as gold. I don't know why they let him go in the first place. And he didn't want to, like, stay in San Francisco, apparently. No. And so it's all falling apart. Uh, you know, this is this is going to be, I think, an interesting thing to watch as we get into training camp to see how Pinero does. Like, I will, I can't imagine what short of... Who was the guy the Bucks drafted in the first round a couple years Roberto ago? Roberto Aguayo. Aguayo. Yeah. Right? Like, this is... He's going to have, like, Aguayo-level pressure on him, right? Because, you know, the Bears have gone to the ends of the earth to try to find a kicker. And uh, so now there's the... Well, the Bucks Bucks. spent a second round pick on Roberto Oquan. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And and didn't the Bucks... Didn't they draft Matt Gay? Uh, I believe they did. They did right. draft another kicker, right? They I believe. I yeah, believe I they drafted the, a kicker. It was in the fifth round this time. Right. Yeah, it wasn't the second rounder, <laughs> but they drafted <laughs> a kicker. Yeah. No. They. I think they learned their lesson about second round kickers. Hadn't they signed Cairo Santos? Uh, they went through a lot of kickers. Mm. They went through a lot. Roberto Aguirre was also on the Bears for a short period of time last year. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. They've been through everything. See, I mean, it's a small kicking world. <laughs> it's a small kicking world. Right. And and see, <laughs> it's true, actually. I mean, look, I feel like this adds credence to Sebastian Janikowski making it into our fantasy ring of honor just because he was a first round pick that sort of lived up to his first round pick billing, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. That's enough kicker talk. Uh, all right. Here Let's we go. get to the real show now. This is real. Okay. So here we go. Spoiler alert. If you haven't Come watched on. the show yet, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. Well, then what the hell are you waiting uh, for? I'm, I'm going to put my coffee cup here front and center. Uh, as we start talking about this. You think that the uh, Winterfell Starbucks has Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you think? What do you just, think, Ed? They just have a three-eyed raven sitting in the corner. That tells <laughs> That's you right, everything yeah. you need to know. Right. Uh, my question, my first question is, though, what, because, so if you haven't seen, which you probably have, if you've been on social media, there was a Starbucks cup uh, sitting on a table in a scene in the most recent episode called The Last of the Starks. After the fact, HBO went through, and I guess they digitally scrubbed it out. So if you go back and watch it now, it's not in there anymore. Oh, is that right? Uh, now, people have really? apparently, yeah, people have apparently linked the cup to Sophie Turner. They said there were some behind-the-scenes shots where she was drinking out of a Starbucks cup earlier uh, for that episode, and then it ended up on the table. Obviously, nobody caught it, whatever. So that, might, that, that begs the question for me is, what does Sansa order from Starbucks. If you say anything other than pumpkin spice latte, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, any form of latte. <laughs> any, form any, of la- any form of latte. Um, yeah, okay. So as for the episode itself, I feel like we are all sort of kind of of different minds about this. Because, Eddie, you actually, you, you really like this episode. I'm all over the place. I, I liked it. Uh, you I, liked it, I but liked on Twitter, it. you gave like 100 reasons why it sucked. Yeah, but I, th- I think unfortunately that's kind of what the season is. I think now. I think that's been that's kind of been Eddie. There's a lot of flaws. To his credit, he's been consistent about that this season, though. And I'll I'll be the first to admit I got way in. Well, again, I'm a book reader. I got way like deep with the theories, and I want certain things to be paid off in the way that I want them to, in the way that other book readers and like Reddit users want. And then when it doesn't go the way that we think, we automatically criticize like lazy writing and because of the lack of source material. And it's a little too Hollywood, a little too. Me- uh, much of like fan service and I think I have an issue with that that being said yes there were issues with the last episode but I did find some of it to be a true Game of Thrones episode with you know Cersei being uh, a version of herself like the you know the, the the craziest most pure villain in the show you have conflicts arising between John and Danny you have conflicts between Tyrion, uh, Tyrion and Varys um, like there's there's just there, there's story arcs that are ending so I thought there was enough good in the episode but I still had a lot of issues with uh, certain things I I felt like the the beginning of it kind of dragged a little bit it's too long with everybody just you know it was drinking 30 and all minutes that. Of drinking yeah right like it should have just if they were going to do that i get it like you just had this big battle and everybody's celebrating afterwards Look, we should have just done like a quick version of like yub nub from you know return of the jedi sure. we have a little singing little dancing and then we yep. move on to the next thing like yeah. it went on for way too long i think that's my only real gripe with the episode because i'm with that I, yeah. I liked a lot of the different plot points um throughout the whole show i mean i i think people have wisely kind of Made fun of Daenerys for being on dragons and not seeing the you know the, the royal fleet coming you know at her. I think that's a fair point, yeah. um, and that might be a, a small storytelling um, issue. But by and large, outside of the very slow beginning of the fourth episode, I loved pretty much everything about it. I've yeah. got I've got a list of ten gripes. <laughs> oh boy, Eddie, 
You ready, pal? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, first one. Everything is going too fast. It's going too fast. Give us 10 episodes for crying Which out loud. Which is funny. It's it, going too freaking fast. HBO said they could have done as long as they wanted. And the, it's too and the, fast. And the writers, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff said we only need six. So you can blame Yeah, them. No, no, I think they, they should have. Because I felt like they, they, they went really slow with this, you know, post-battle scene. And then they rushed into the next war, like the next fight. And I'm like, uh, wait, slow down. Hold on. Right. Okay. Um, next up. How in the hell do we not see the reaction of Arya and Sansa to John not being Ned's son? Should have been on camera. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Stupid. That. Yeah, that's that's, 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 a, that's a big moment. That's a really fair. Point. That's a big moment. Okay. I about that. We all love Ghost and John. Just eh. you I, don't pet him. You don't hug him. The damn dog or wolf, whatever it is, has got an ear missing. He, I, he is I, like I, he I, is like your childhood pal, and you just send him off. I don't think this is the last we've seen of Ghost or Tormund. Agree with that. But I, they said I read somewhere that HBO said, well, because the, Ghost is digital, uh, you know, it was hard. You got a gigantic ass budget. I, you left a Starbucks cup on the damn table. <laughs> Put in a scene where Ghost and John say goodbye to each other. They said that it's apparently cheaper to make the dragons. Oh, than it's like Ghost. Yes, they've got and money. They, said they don't want. Uh, that's why they couldn't. What I they what I read afford. is. Is like it's half a million an episode to to put Ghost in. Yeah, but I still I still don't think this is the last we've seen of Ghost or Torment. Right. Okay. So there's my next point, and Eddie and I got into this on Twitter a little bit. Why would Torment leave John when he has what, what you can argue is an even bigger bat bigger battle ahead with an army that's been cut in half by by the whites? Like, why would he not follow him? It's like, is he going to melt it's, yeah. in the snow? It's, it's, it is. No, it's not. I, I it is. It's the same That's thing his with, boy, man. It's the same thing with, like... I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn my back on, on my best friend, my good friend. It was a stretch for them to go south of the yep. wall. Like, why? Yeah, because he had to be convinced really hard to go yeah, south yeah. of the wall in the first place. And he only did it because the White Walkers were coming. And, exactly. And the free folk have, have suffered enormous losses sure. throughout fighting John's different various battles. Really, besides the Dothraki, they probably got it the worst. Absolutely. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. So, I mean... I, I still find it weird that we're done with It's Tormund the same now. thing that, like, why... I, just, I, find yeah, it. I, don't no, think we, I don't think we are. Yeah. No one from Dorne would go north to King's Land. Like, Dorne stays in Dorne. The the, the wildlings, the free folk, are all going to stay as far north as they possibly can But you, do, you don't think because of the... the this is like a, an enormous battle that's going to determine... They don't kneel. The they, seven. Don't, they don't have a ruler. They don't care. But, I, I do. but wouldn't they rather see their guy? I think it's back to Marcus's point that we will, we will see him again, uh, I would think, not in episode five, but in episode the six. The final episode. Yeah. Okay, something I saw, I think you tweeted it or retweeted it. Dragons are not supposed to be that hard, that, that easy to kill. George R. R. Martin's on record saying that a full-grown yeah. full adult dragon is nearly impossible to kill. Right, so like all of a sudden, like, and Euron, you know, this guy is, you know, I mean, I guess he's a, I guess he's a great warrior, but this 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 giant scorpion tool that you've never used in your entire life yeah. suddenly you're you're freaking Patrick Mahomes back there throwing <laughs> it, darts at it he went 3 for 3 and, and, and there was like a big there was a big rock too like Danny didn't see that but, I don't know I didn't I thought that well, was BS which, which goes comes to my point Daenerys Targaryen is Jeff Fisher prove me wrong well, no, I mean, she has done less <laughs> with more talent yeah, that's good. than anybody yeah. we have seen in West. I mean, she's got she has a huge army. She's got all this talent. She has dragons. She's lost two dragons. That's she's lost two of them. That's a huge flaw. Of, I don't get of, it. Was dude. it going in from the last season to this one when she's coming across the water and she finally gets there? She has the the biggest army, the fiercest army. She has three full grown dragons. Yeah, and now she's like in this decimated army with like no dragons. And the writers said that that she didn't see Euron. That's like half that's of Euron such being a BS dude. And again, in the, in, the, in the books, he's more of a magic being, and he could kind of sneak up on you. So they kind of use that as an illusion thing. But like, she would be so high up, and there's just no way that the the scorpion would be able to pierce the dragon's skin. You have to essentially to kill it, so, hit it through the eye. Okay, so so here's so here's what I think might happen in the next episode, right? Do you, the the trailer that they had for the next episode is very short, but you see like Euron looking into the sky, like whoa. Do you think they fit the last final dragon with sort of some armor, maybe? Would that be I possible? Think they think they're going to make Drogon stronger than Rhaegal, and it, and it, well, there'll be a scene where like the Scorpion will try to hit it and it'll bounce off. Some I think I think they're going to make it that one seem more invincible because it is a bigger dragon. Yeah. It's her dragon. They might make that one more invincible. I I I think she's going to like wreck shop with Drogon versus the Euron's. Um, uh, Navy naval fleet, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, that I it was that was that scene that scene probably bothered me the most out of any scenes because I don't yeah. care about getting rid of a dragon if it happens, whatever it's a show, it's not the same as the books. The fashion that they did it to me was a little weird, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it, just because it was so abrupt, uh, right? 
my, yeah. my biggest gripe, I think, with the show overall, um, we didn't get enough buildup of Euron's character. Because in the books, totally. he is actually a fear like a character we need to be fearful of. He's a big a big threat. And yeah. he was just he was just kind of thrown of our thrown in our laps in the show. And that's not season eight problem. That's a season four or five sure. problem. Yeah, that was not introduced there. earlier and his character was not brought along to the point where uh, we feel like he actually is dangerous. Is an actual threat. Yeah, is an actual threat because he is an actual mm-hmm. threat, but we just don't have the same backstory that we do with the other characters. That's really my biggest main humongous gripe of the I, show is because Euron was not a big enough part early on he's like this cartoonish like pirate bam he's a guy and it's just like and he comes out of nowhere and we're supposed to be afraid like, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't do him justice and the actor they found to play you is i i think he's phenomenal yeah yes i think he's unbelievable mm-hmm. the guy they found to play you he's so weird looking cartoonish <laughs> looking. Yeah, he's yeah. also like he looks drunk in almost every scene and like a madman yeah. he's just fantastic yeah. and i wish they would have done more with i've him. got more edward okay so and again, this this to me is like part of why did they not go to 10 episodes? But like, why why did they go and try and attack King's Landing so fast? Like, they lost half of their army. And they know that they've got, you know, the Golden Company there. Basically, it's it's very even right now in terms of how many how many soldiers each side has. And, and they go right in against uh, against, you know, the you know Euron's fleet. I mean, that's a very strong naval, right? I, so, like, I, I just I just didn't like that. It was like, dude, you, half of your army just got destroyed by the dead. Okay, give them a break, I, man. I, like, I, I felt the same way. I will, and this is me putting my own spin on this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? If you're Daenerys, and word is starting to leak out that Jon Snow is the actual heir to the throne. Don't you want to try to get this over with and yes. sit on the Iron Throne as quickly as possible yes. before this starts? Because if you're already on the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. you've already kind of laid it. It's harder to move you that, out. That was my f- initial reaction to this, because when season seven started, she landed in King's Landing. And I mean, sh- she wanted to go then. Um, mm-hmm. She's been waiting for so long to go attack King's Landing, take what she feels like is hers. And, you know, they just finished the battle. And I think that's. The writers have gotten some deserved flack this year. The showrunners have gotten some deserved flack, missing some some pretty big details. But I actually don't really mind how quick the transition was. I think that's kind of the point is that 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 Khaleesi has been and, waiting for so so long that she's just like, I don't care that our armies are. are and to the you know, point, everybody, like, I think every single person is like, this is a bad idea, and she yeah. went on and did it anyway. So at exactly. least at least the the thought of hey maybe you don't do this was out there because Sansa yeah. Sansa in that meeting she was like, well I, I mean. I, You'd be better off probably waiting a little bit right. for our men to get healthy and have to talk to the general. Varys, She's like, no, I don't care. We're going. Varys said it was yeah. a bad idea. Like, yeah. literally, everybody's like, and Varys now, oh, he's all in on Jon Snow. Like, I he mean, that's, that's going to be Jon that's going to be interesting yeah. too. So, uh, or, or or you know, sh- should should we call him you know by his Aegon. by his by his real name now, Aegon Targaryen? Aegon. Uh, so we talked about the Starbucks coffee coffee cup, which I don't get how that gets missed in editing. Um, <laughs> I don't understand that either. I don't get it. But so. We can't even leave a coffee cup on the desk for Fantasy Live. So, all right. <laughs> I know. It's caught on Fantasy Live. So, 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 seriously, and Euron got it on like a week ago, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's pregnant already, and he's like, oh, yeah. What does this guy have, like the super seed? Like, uh, what's the deal? Hey, look, man. Like, come on, man. I don't think Euron is uh, very in tune with the inner I know, but like, female I mean, anatomy. Uh, like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think biology is Euron's strong suit. I, know, I get it, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, to, 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 I don't know. That's just, to me, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just stupid. I still think it's Jamie's. I don't it's, think it's no, it is Jamie's. Oh, it's Jamie's. It is Jamie's. No, no, but you can, you don't know after having sex with somebody a week that you're pregnant. She's using Euron. She's she's using this to kind of manipulate Euron. Yeah, it's sure. definitely Jamie's baby. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and then and this one was just like okay, you've got you've got Danny and you've got Tyrion and you've got uh, you know uh, the dragon there. Just why not go after him there? Just, I mean, just try and end it right there if you're Cersei. I, She's I, not honorable at all. I think the bi- the biggest miss there, if anything, is 
they should have killed Tyrion. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, uh, for, they send Bron up north yes. to the yeah. crossbow, who somehow gets through the castle. Yeah, the, that's another thing well, that I had on the list too. How the hell did he get through she, everybody? He's standing right there, and Cersei's like, "I'm gonna let you go this I, time, even though I sent an assassin." <laughs> I, I think like, the, the Bron. I can give the Bron point a pass just because I think obviously deep down he is friends with both Jaime. Yeah, and I, can, I can see that. But how I did he get that, to them so easily? I can get. I well, that, that's the fair point is that he gets through. The, with hand, right. of the, the hand of the king has no security. Yeah, hey, yeah, just go right in. We're good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think if we've learned anything from the show, this is Cersei is obviously all encompassing evil, but her biggest problem is she can't kill Tyrion or her brothers. I uh, see, but that right, yeah. that and I, I and I, I think I, I tweeted this out like I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but like if they put an arrow, if they made Tyrion eat an arrow. Everyone's talking about this episode in a far different light, in a far different light, because that would have been so Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. for them to kill him. Then I go back. Great. Then I go back to, you know, yeah, Tyrion should have should have probably ate an arrow. But Cersei's also had so many opportunities to kill him, like very, very easily. And she Mm -hmm. hasn't done it. So, I mean, it's just kind of like empty drama at this point, you know. And then you got to Then you got to feel bad for uh, for Gendry. He fell in love with Arya, and Arya wants nothing to do with him <laughs> yeah, now. She's well. like, yeah, dude, you were fun for a night. See you later, pal. <laughs> All right, man. I mean, that's, that's typical. Right? And then it's the same thing with Jamie too. But that's typical of, like, you know, like, it's your first time, and you just fall in love. Like, it happens. Right? It happens to a lot of people, right? Like, you know, you can't blame Gendry for I, that. I, I thought that. I just feel bad for I him. I thought the Jamie and Brienne drama was classic Game of Thrones. I thought that was pretty good. <sighs> yes. Okay, so. See, Eddie, you had thought that Jamie was all the way good now, and obviously he's not. No, I just now, I, I still think now, I still think he's going for the same reason. So, so either, so either he's got to kill Cersei, yeah, or Cersei Arya. kills him, or Arya as Jamie kills Cersei. I don't want Arya to do it anymore because of she. But she's on the list. The King. I, I, that this is the last thing she needs to do. Arya is not going to kill Cersei. I hope she doesn't anymore. She's I, I would have been fine with it if she didn't kill the Night King. Now it's just too much. Now right. it's like you can't stop her. Because it's, it's almost like it's <laughs> she's, the actual, she's the actual Terminator. Yeah, yeah because she killed the Night King, I don't think they'll have her kill our, uh, go Cersei anymore. Uh, I do still think somehow Jamie and Cersei will cancel each other out. I think they'll be, if it's like a, a poison thing or one gets to, I don't know what it is, but I think they, I think he's still going to. Because she'll just tell him that it's your, or Urine will say it's her, something like that. Urine will get to Jamie first, say it's his baby. He'll get mad, kill her. I think that's something like that will probably happen. So I think what I'm going to do is after the next episode, I'm going to tweet out a poll. Who's going to who's going to end up on the Iron Throne? Because this next episode is what an hour twenty. So we should have so so some of the people are there are are going to die. You would think. I don't know. I thought it was going to happen a couple of episodes ago, and and not really any huge huge characters. Maybe Theon, you know, and sure. Jorah, but like no one really like huge died. So so now. Let's see if if the writers can redeem themselves because I feel like this has been a kind of eh season so far. There's been some great spots, but there's also been some what the hell are you guys doing spots too. So hopefully we're gonna get the the Klingon battle, right? Hopefully we're, we're gonna get, we'll, get, we'll get Klingon Bowl, right? We're, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get Klingon right? so, Bowl. I'm hoping I'm hoping that there's going. Uh, are we gonna get something Danny versus Sansa? I mean, I, are we? The, the one thing they're doing a really good job on is is they're making her um, like the into the Mad Queen, basically into what her dad was. I agree. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that will lead to some sort of destruction. What's going to be interesting is to see what John, the whole sign of him leaving behind Ghost was to say, I'm not a Stark, I'm a Targaryen. Here's another one. So it's a, where is he aligned with? Does Brienne kill Jamie? Hey, I gave it up to you and you left me next morning. Nah. Nah. nah I don't nah. think so. Nah. If she... Okay, so what if there's a scenario where Jamie is back, he's full Lannister, and he's going to battle for Cersei, Right. What happens if there's a scenario where Jamie is going to potentially kill a member of that army and Brianna could stop him? I think the minute Jamie steps in King's Landing, it's that that's it for him. He's just he's gonna be done there. Yep. That's it. Euron? Uh, Euron's not making it out alive. No, no, no. Does Euron kill Jamie? It's possible they have a, a battle of some sort, yeah. Yeah. I, I think like I said at the end of the show last week. If, if you think this is going to be a happy ending and you think a lot of main characters... Are oh, no. Survive, no, I'm, I'm oh, waiting oh. for them to die. I mean, people... Oh, no. But that's my point. You know? People have been bitching for so long sure. about the writing. And I, I get it. To, for a certain, to a certain extent, the showrunners, like we said, have, have missed some things. But 
Mm-hmm. I, there's, I, I have, there's a couple well. theories that I, I've read and I think that like could be really devastating to fans. If like if what happens if Sansa sees that, J- that John aligns with Danny and and then he makes you know she passes the sentence and Arya swings a sword and takes out John because he's no longer a Stark. Like you could see that happen. Yeah. That would be devastating. Like yeah. if if you find out that Bran actually is the bad guy and and the Night King was coming after him all along to stop to him stop from spreading the uh, madness. Oh, interesting. Like there's a lot of things you think like it might spin like what you actually believe is good or bad. But yeah. the two the two things that I really wanted in this season that we're, we're not going to get is John versus the Night King. Well, yeah, I want I, I wanted that battle. I, you know, I I really I really wanted that battle. Um, it looks like we're going to get the Cle- the Clegane Bowl. Yeah. But I also really wanted to see the reaction of Arya and Sansa when John told yeah, them that's a, that's that a he was not Ned's son. Like that, that's such a, that's a huge big, that, pivotal a point, and they just. It went, it went to black. I'm like, what? They went to another scene. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's that's something I hadn't thought about, and that's actually, yeah. Now that you brought that up, that does that pisses me off. That, that's a big mess. It's yeah. so stupid. That's like, a, I'm fine with Brand telling him, but then, yeah. But do you need a reaction yeah. shot? Give me the reaction, like you know. All right, so we got whatever. two episodes left. Mm-hmm. We got two episodes left to try to clear this whole thing up, uh, and it's gonna be interesting. So episode five on Sunday, we'll figure out what it's called. Probably on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> they're not telling us beforehand, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, there will be no 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 Starbucks cups and shots this week. Yeah, uh, good luck. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be Dunkin' Donuts. I, just bring you. Know what? There's probably some intern at HBO who is now like watching the episode like closely, frame by frame, to make sure that there's nothing that shouldn't be there. I just don't get how that gets by. That is kind of funny. It's pretty bad. That's pretty funny. So, all right. Hopefully they figure that out. Anyway, we're done. That's it. It's over. Appreciate you listening. As always, you know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, no one is useless. Some people can be used as bad examples. We'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.